Hey, this is Chad Huggins with Keep Up. Today we're talking about bad girl Riri becoming a billionaire, Elon Musk and his super heavy rocket, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm sorry, not Guardians of the Galaxy, the new <laughs> the new uh, James Gunn movie, Suicide Squad, uh, and then Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, updates on all of those things. Sorry if I'm a little salty today, but you know, social media is good and also bad. It's how you use it, right? Okay, welcome to Keep Up. This is Nikki. Say hello, Nikki. Hello. I thought you were saying you were Nikki, and I no, got no, thrown no. off. <laughs> I was introducing you via audio. There's no visual clues. Um, What's anyways, your name? Took, my name is Chad. Yes, thanks for reminding me. We took a week off last week to get some R&R. Um, it's, it was lake season in, in Texas, so hung out at the lake, but... Um, yeah, we're back. We're ready to keep up. Yeah, we've and, missed uh, some. We've missed some stuff, you know. Well, let's catch up. Everything's okay. moving so fast. That's the point of this podcast to help people keep up. You can also <laughs> get it via email serialheadmedia.com slash keep up. We send out an email version of this with maybe some extra tidbits, but this is the audio version where we discuss stuff. Yeah, totally. So let's start with um, let's just start with some fun random things um, before we get into the tech side. Um, this was super interesting to me and kind of caught me off guard. But um, Rihanna, Rihanna the singer, uh, she is now a billionaire, which I thought was so interesting. Good for her. Bad. Good. What is she? Is good girl gone bad? Now she's back to being good girl. First of all, this is what stuck out to me. Do you know uh, Rihanna's actual name? Yes, I do. But that. Did you know that previously? I didn't know. Yes, that. before this. Yes, that's. Yeah. Oh. Um. So her her line of um beauty products or makeup is a Fenty Beauty, and Fenty uh-huh. is her last name, and her first name is Robin. I had never put that together, but I had also literally never thought about it. So yeah, she has also like a lingerie line, and um, I think she has. Something else with skincare, I can't remember, but it's always Fenty because that's her last name. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing: when people are like, "Holy cow, she's a billionaire now!" Like that one, the younger Kardashian is a billionaire now. It's not like they have a billion dollars in their bank account. It's that some business enterprise that they're uh, have a ton of equity in uh, just blew up. And what's interesting about this one is it's not her music, it's not her lingerie, the Fenty. Uh, stuff. Savage. Or s- mm-hmm. Savage. Savage. Fenty. It is the uh, makeup. Mm-hmm. Which again, that's what uh, I guess y'all, I mean, y'all. How dare you? Stereotypical, but those who purchase makeup, I guess, spend a ton of money on makeup. We do. We do. I am one who purchases makeup and we do. Um, you know, that's Kylie Jenner. That's her whole thing yeah, is makeup also. And um, yeah, I do spend a lot on, you know, not only makeup, but, uh, you know, skincare in general. So um, this was from, let's see, Fenty Beauty Makeup, which is only a, a 50-50 partnership with some luxury brand that I've never heard of. Yeah. But the but, thing with that is that um, kind of what was awesome that Rihanna did, um, which, you know, other brands have done, but not on a massive scale was just offer every single skin tone, um, Mm. 
that you would need because typically not everyone can find their skin tone and makeup and it makes it really difficult to match your face. Seems seems important. So when whenever I become a mega famous, I'll do a skincare line purely for pale redheaded guys and make a billion dollars. <laughs> um, okay, good good for Rihanna. Yeah. So next we have um, we couldn't have a podcast without talking about one of our favorite billionaires, Elon Musk. Um, so man. Elon Musk before was kind of the driving ship of like getting to space. We're getting humans to space. We're getting humans to space. And then, uh, you know, I feel like Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, they just kind of made like a big like we're going to space and they did. And now we're talking about Elon Musk going to space. You know, his projections, you know, he has bigger goals, but he just shared, um, you know, uh, the rockets, the a view of the rockets on his Twitter um, it says moving rocket to orbital launch pad. Um, and so, well, I like the name of the rocket. First mm-hmm. of all, it's mm-hmm. called super heavy, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is just a great name for a rocket. But I guess the big difference is, yeah, those two other billionaires went to space, but it's sort of like they just barely went to space. Yeah. And Elon Musk is like, we're going to orbit the moon and we're, we're going to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. And so this either this rocket or a, a similar one, they're not just like, oh, we're going to cross the Kármán line, which we're all familiar with now. Uh, they're going to orbit the Earth. And so mm-hmm. that's, they're getting, they're working towards an orbital thing, which would be a big deal. So yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it is fun. Um, I wish you would have been, for some reason, I wish you would have been the first one to they're all they're all sort of insufferable though if you're if we're really honest about it like i don't i don't i'm not like cheering for these guys they're that's true you know that's true yeah i know you're right you're right they're hypnotizing me i'm i'm getting i'm getting caught up (laughs) yeah um okay well we used to talk a lot about marvel chad and uh really disappoints me that we're we don't talk about it as much but um i guess now we can talk about the Suicide Squad, which if you've which watched- not, Which is not Marvel. No, it's not. It's not Marvel. However, it is really interesting if you watch the trailer just to see the crossovers um, with oh, yeah. Marvel in general. Well, well, with all the actors and stuff, it's because it's James Gunn who did mm-hmm. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and which are probably- I, I think at that point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it was like people probably weren't expecting something that original and unique and good. Yeah. And he really blew it out of the water with those mm-hmm. movies. And then he got fired. Yes. For stuff he said on Twitter and whatnot. So the mm-hmm. Disney Corporation's like, you're gone. And DC was like, we'll take him. <laughs> and yeah. so he's, I mean, he's just really good at this. Yeah. I actually watched it last night. Did yeah. I tell you that? Uh, no. Um, and just to be honest, in case my wife listens to this, I I fell asleep halfway through. I'm just not good. It's no no offense to the movie. The movie was good. I'm just I'm I've lost I've lost my ability to stay up past ten o'clock. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, what I watched so far was good. But yeah, there's a bunch of the actors from that he's worked with regularly that yes. were in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, also, Idris Elba is like in it. Um, yeah. and he's like a, a big Thor part of Thor. Um, yeah. Is so, it, anyway. I don't even know. 
I think it's rated R, um, which is okay. sort of different than a uh, normal Marvel movie because that really cuts down on you know the potential box office. But I'm pretty sure from what I was watching, it's rated R. It's very graphically gross and violent. And there's quite a few f bombs going around, so uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's rated totally. R. I wonder, like all the Harley Quinn movies, are, I imagine those are rated R too. Uh, I don't know because it was a big deal when Deadpool was rated R. Um, oh, okay. Because usually for like big box office movies, they don't want them to be rated R because you know it it, it cuts down on the number of people that can see it. But um, totally. But Harley, I think Birds of Prey was rated R. Yeah, Harley Quinn. Birds of Print rated R. Um, yeah, they get more intense. Yeah, I I oh, think so they should. So DC, you know, obviously has had sort of a hard time, you know, keeping up with how good Marvel has been doing. But mm-hmm. what I think they should do, you know, Kevin Feig is the guy who sort of orchestrated the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and really put all that on the map with this, you know, he's in charge of that. I don't know what his title is, but he's like in charge of the whole like long-term plan or whatever. He's the dude. Um, Yeah. And I think DC needs to just be like, Hey, James Gunn is our Kevin Feig. Mm -hmm. Give him free reign to do everything he wants and, and to, you know, recruit all the cool directors and stuff. Yeah. So far it's sort of been like Zack Snyder was sort of like that, but it's Mm -hmm. just not, it's not as good as yeah. uh, what James Gunn can do, especially love, with superhero stuff. Yeah, I'd love to be able to watch them all. It's just uh, I, I just find like some are good, some are not good, and it's hard to like follow the whole the whole situation. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman was so good, and then the second Wonder Woman was not good, and so I just right. check. Well, out. And I think it's because they don't they don't really have a Kevin Feig who's like yeah. here everything needs to connect, and it's going to be this gigantic long, uh, you know, sort of episodic uh mm-hmm. you know movie thing yeah totally anyway um all right well let's get into the good stuff the okay tech, stuff, the tech world here we go here we go all right first up we have um facebook launches campaign ideas generator uh to help businesses with their promotional efforts did you look at this i did so for first of all i want to say just like every week, uh, what do we have? Three of the four things we're going to talk about are from Facebook. So, <laughs> and if not, uh, it's, it's Instagram, which is Facebook also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I did look at the campaign ideas generator, and uh, I mean, it's it's fun. the The thing about it is, obviously, like I'm always I'm always trying to talk. Like, why would they do this? Why why do they go out of their way? It's obvious they they need businesses to succeed mm-hmm. on their platform and they know and so they're resourcing a, a problem area and they know businesses have a hard time with it um which is, it's this funny thing of like they have a hard time succeeding on the platform because there's so many other people and things yeah. and stuff pulling your attention on the platform and uh Anyways, so the campaign idea generator is, I mean, it's like, I did it earlier. Yeah, you basically, Uh, you log in, you say what kind of business you are, you, you know, there's a bunch of click throughs just to kind of narrow down, you know, what would be most helpful for you. And then it kind of gives you ideas. You know, they're pretty basic and it's, that's good. I think that's good for people who really just don't have uh, an idea on, on this kind of stuff. You know, it's kind of like Canva. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Or, well, here, like, here, let's ideas. let's do one so people understand what what kind of business are we? Automotive, consumer goods, e-commerce, education, entertainment, gaming, tech it's, and telecom. It's hard if we're, uh, you know, in marketing and creative because we don't really. Oh, really I'm, I'm saying I'm saying hypothetically. Oh, no, hypothetically. <laughs> I was like, that would be hard because we wouldn't need let's it. Do, here, let's do financial services. <laughs> okay, and good. so we're a financial services business and I would like campaign suggestions for this was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. I would like campaign suggestions for then you click on this and they have a million uh, mm-hmm. sort of social media calendar type stuff. All mm-hmm. the holidays. But then, you know, Small Business Saturday, Pride Month, uh, Day of the Dead, Carnival, Amazon Day, Winter January Sales, Summer Travel, Singles Day, Oktoberfest. Where, but one of my favorite ones was, oh, yeah, I never think about this, 9, 9, 10, 10, and 12, 12. Oh, um, I never think about that. Wow. Yeah. Or, and then we've got Q5, which is mm-hmm. it's not really a thing. There's four quarters. But Q5, I guess, is December 25th to the 31st for e-commerce yeah. people pushing and then we got Movember. Let's so let's do let's do Movember. That's a random one. So I'm we're a financial services business with, and we want campaign suggestions for Mo, Movember, <laughs> which if you're unfamiliar is is Mustache November. I mean the suggestions are, yeah, it, basic. I think the best use of this is just that. Mm-hmm. Looking through the uh, the big list of different times to uh, like social media calendar stuff because the actual what it generates is November stuff that has nothing to do with financial services. So it, it like they literally say copy this text to your clipboard. <laughs> so it's November is here. Join us in the fight. Trimming prices instead of beards. This, oh, that one is yeah. Trimming is prices instead of beards. I kind of like November. that. Um, <laughs> And then it shows, you know, it, it's telling you some different ideas. Bring attention to your newest deals and offerings mm-hmm. by using targeted ads. Okay. Yeah. Put a spotlight on your latest financial offering with a boosted post or targeted ad. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all for ads. Reach new customers and target people looking at similar content or brands as you're using Instagram ads. So, yeah, let's not get cynical here, but what is the point of all of this? Is to try to get us to... Yeah. Use ads, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Spend money, which, you know, it's, I mean, it's, that's, that's good. People are going mean, to use the, the insights are interesting. There's a little tab with insights. So let's see. People insights. 62% of checking account consumers ages 18 to 34 in Canada say that an easy to navigate mobile app is an important consideration when deciding which new retail bank to sign up for. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's applicable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then I guess you can filter the data even more. Um, oh, but that's, that's me changing the original thing we did. And then the resources, um, let me see. I thought they had like a whole bunch of pictures or something, but um, financial services, resources, hot topics. I don't know. All I have to say is this kind of stuff is, you know, sometimes it's useful, sometimes it's not. But yeah, if you're a business that's just like looking for inspiration, that's mm-hmm. that's really what I would think it's most useful for. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of Canva, Canva, where it's like um, templates. Yeah, templates. If you you just take the idea and and change it, you know, so not also you're not having the same ideas as everybody else. 
Yeah. Um, Cause you can tell, you could tell, you know, yep. if it's a template. Uh-huh. so anyway, all right, next, 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 we've got, um, Instagram provides new overview of how it's reels algorithm works. Right. Um, yeah. And so this is literally a video mm-hmm. where Pretty they simple, simple, super simple, just really text and emoji video. Yeah. And I think it's funny because the other week we had, uh, what was it? One of the other Facebook algorithms where they were trying to explain how it worked. Mm-hmm. And so I guess maybe they feel like their people have questions about the, the algorithm. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And it's like this mysterious thing and they're trying to help people sort of demystify the algorithm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's worth looking at again. I, I would say it's like, uh, there's nothing, uh, there's no like crazy hack or something you can pull from understanding this. Um, I mean, did you, did you find anything in there where you're like, Oh wow, that's uh no. Um, I, again, I think these things are geared towards people who just have no idea, um, about, you know, no idea about how this works from a basic, basic level, you know, um, it's pretty much how all the algorithms work. Um, it's the same thing, just a different, you know, a different feature. Well, and, th- and this is sort of the analogy I think about sometimes lately is there's no there's no substitute for just really good content, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the same way, I would not you know try to sit a stand-up comedian down and say like let me explain to you the algorithm of how to make people laugh, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there's no there's no technical process for it. It's mm-hmm. like creativity, it's instinct, it's like intuition, it's like an emotional intelligence, yeah. understanding your audience, et cetera, et cetera. It's not like, hey, let, we can break this down in like a a diagnostic textbook way. It's just like you got to create right. really good content that's mm-hmm. original, yeah. that's, you know, uh, knows shows your audience you're paying attention, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, totally. And I guess like, you know, the last little tidbit of, um, you know, they don't, they don't, they post things in a lower ranking if you have a watermark on it, you know, obviously if it's from another app or if it's political. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the the only really sort of very specific takeaways for me is like, mm-hmm. obviously, they don't mention it, but they're saying like, if you post your TikTok video yeah. on Instagram Reels, they're going to um, deprioritize it in the mm-hmm. algorithm. And then the other one, I guess it was sort of surprising, but it wasn't for advertising. It's like any political content, yep. they're going to de- deprioritize, mm-hmm. um, yep, yep, which yep. is interesting i guess they don't you know the other week we were talking about they're they're uh going big on doubling down on instagram being an entertainment app so i guess politics is not entertaining yeah Um, no no it's stressful (laughs) (laughs) um okay so uh let's get to back to facebook and we went facebook Mm. instagram Mm -hmm. back to facebook you know i I missed them let's talk about them again um so facebook hosts for um its first ever paid uh film premiere um this is pretty cool but well let's talk about it yeah tell me why you think it's cool well so me as a user of facebook um I like the idea of being able to watch. I like to stream 
you know, I'm part of the the problem. <laughs> so then, well, no, then let me, let me ask you this. How yes. many Facebook watch uh, shows have you watched? None. <laughs> but. Okay. But. Well. I do like yeah, go ahead. movies. The idea of movies. Okay. Well, did you know that, you know, however, it was years ago, probably now, they introduced watch mm-hmm. and it was going to be this whole big new part of Facebook. And it's like for a while, all these, you know, tech publications, it was like, oh my gosh, is Facebook going to compete with Netflix, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they published and paid for a lot of original content. Um that literally no no one watched. Yeah. So it's like you have, and I, I watched some of them because I'm always curious. So I, you know, I did the stuff that I'm interested in. So they had a Tom Brady original documentary that followed him around called Tom versus Time. Thought that was cool. They had probably what I would think was probably the most successful one. Uh, and you may not be familiar with these people, but it was Ball in the Family. It was uh, LaMelo Ball, uh, Lonzo Ball, and their whole family, and those guys are now NBA stars, and uh, it was like a Keeping Up with the Kardashian-style show about their family. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, did you know that uh, Facebook acquired the uh, streaming rights to the entire Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show with Sarah Michelle Gellar? No, I didn't. Yeah, if you want to, you can go watch the entire series, um, all full episodes on Facebook. No, I had no idea. Um, Yeah. Here's the thing, though. When was all that? Well, years ago. Right. Um, But, I mean, the last year has changed things, right? Well, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the last year has changed things. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't super into that then but now i'm constantly streaming it has to be obviously the right content that makes me want to watch it um but i'd probably be open to something like that now whether you know three four years ago i was not equating facebook with some where i'd watch something but now everybody i could watch something anywhere you know yeah so let's let's break this down what does it mean when they had a paid film premiere so this is ex- literally what it was. You know, a Facebook event that you mm-hmm. can make? Yep. So they've reworked the event product where before and now you can try to get people to RSVP and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have, have integrated payment functionality so you can sell tickets mm-hmm. to your events. And so they rolled that out during COVID to try to help people make more money or whatever. And they're not taking a cut, they said, until 2023. So it's 100% pass through of your ticketed event. And the thing about it is like, well, that's very easy. I'm going to hold like a virtual summit or whatever. I'm going to move my big conference onto Facebook and still sell tickets and we'll live stream into the event. Well, they did. They literally had to change nothing to that product <laughs> to, to allow a film to premiere there. Um, all it is is like, okay, I'm going to buy tickets to this Facebook event, and then I'm going to get to watch the film when they premiere it within the event. Now, here's the thing. If I were to go premiere, if I had a feature film and I were going to go make, uh, you know, say I'm going to do a ticketed event, how how many people are going to show up to that? How, how, how will you know how many people are going to show up to that? Nikki? I, I don't know. Well, the, the kicker is, I I would have to have my own following because it's like any other Facebook thing. If, if I'm an independent filmmaker with, 
a normal Facebook uh, presence of, you know, a thousand or a couple thousand maybe friends and maybe I even have a page, but the page has, you know, what we would think of as a small following of like a couple thousand people. Well, unless all of those people purchase tickets to your event and it's, we already know how hard it is to get visibility on Facebook. Like you're going to end up doing what you're going to end up paying for ads to promote your, yeah, right. your thing. So it, it's all like for Facebook, it's, you know, you can call it first ever paid film premiere on Facebook. It's like, okay, okay. I don't want to burst your bubble, Nikki, but Marvel is never going to premiere films straight to Facebook. How dare you? Because the thing with most distribution, like normal distribution for movies, is distribution companies also bring the marketing dollars to partner with the film to promote it. Facebook apparently said they did a little bit of promotion for this film. They're not going to do promotion for every little independent film that does this. Um, but, you know, for like... Uh, some movie that goes to the theaters, like 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 an A24 movie. I just went and saw The Green Knight, which is an indie film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I went to the actual theater to watch it. Well, A, A24 committed a lot of marketing dollars to promote that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're not going to do that, uh, you know, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I, I don't want to be negative Nancy here, but it's like, it is cool on one hand, but they it's literally, they didn't change a product at all. They just put a different piece of content in there. Um, and I'm not holding my breath to see a new renaissance of, of cinema auteurs going straight to Facebook to find their audience, you know. Chad Huggins, everyone, keeping us <laughs> humble on what Facebook well, is. Well, <laughs> here, here, here's here's who will do well here. Uh, very, very niche stuff. So, like yeah, the Chris, right. I could see Christian films or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Doing well here. Uh, that or or like an influencer who already is big on Facebook, saying, "Oh, I've got a do- you know documentary about something or whatever," yeah. and we're going to sell tickets. So you have to have a following first of all yeah totally. uh, to be able to do it anyways that that's me but cool i'll, I'll go check out i don't know what that movie was no oh, the offense outsider to, something the outsiders yeah no offense to that movie i'll i'll, I'll go watch it now because yeah. i feel bad <laughs> um all right so youtube let's change let's pivot okay um youtube launches payments of up to ten thousand yes ten thousand dollars per month uh, for top performing uh, shorts video clips. Yeah, just um, to be clear, up to ten thousand dollars per person. Yes, per person. This is a this is a lot of money. I think the the fund they're pulling this from is a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> that's you know it's a lot of money they're they're doling out to people. How you know how kind of them? Uh, first of all, have you watched any YouTube shorts? Um, I have not. Uh, I, I have not. <laughs> Now let's again. I'm. I don't know why I'm in this mood today, but let's. I'm playing devil's advocate. Why do we think they're trying to promote a shorts product? Um, because they have a competition with uh, other platforms that have shorts. What other What other platforms are you talking about? Um, I'm talking about TikTok. Everybody's Sorry, nemesis. If you hear that noise, I just pulled up YouTube Shorts. Everybody's um, nemesis, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. So. If you've never done it, go open the YouTube mobile app and on the bottom now, there's a button for shorts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and if you've never used TikTok, congratulations, this is what TikTok is like. <laughs> uh, it's full screen. Um, and uh, oh my gosh, this is a terrible one. Uh, well, I will anyway. say, um, you know, so they put out a statement, you know, uh, each month we'll reach out to thousands of eligible creators, you know, with, with the fund that they're going to be they're using. It's creators can make anywhere from $100 to $10,000, um, you know, based on viewership and, and how people are, are engaging and things like that. Um, at, when I first read it, I, I'm not even a creator and I, I, you know, like a YouTube personality, but I was definitely like, huh, what, how much? Uh, so I definitely could see putting a monetary value behind it more um inspiring for people to want to participate and create content for them yeah i uh just on here that's i've already run across like multiple very uh they've sucked you in already no like lewd uh sort of sophomoric videos which yeah it's interesting anyways so the, yeah, the deal is the big deal, I guess, for YouTube is that you do not have to be part of the YouTube partner program, which for normal getting money from YouTube, you, you have to like cross these benchmarks of how many, how many subscribers you have and, and stuff like that. And then you would start to get this little bit of the ad revenue uh, based on how many people are watching your content. And so that's all the big YouTubers that make a bunch of money. Like that's how they make money from YouTube is they're in the YouTube partner program and it's all based on how many people watch it. So this one is they're saying you do not even have to be a part of that program. Uh, you just have to have like people watching your shorts. The thing about it is the, peop the, the accounts that are going to have lots of people watching their shorts are the ones that are already big YouTube uh you know, accounts, right? This will just be more revenue for them. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it's easy for them to, to, you know, get a lot of people watching their shorts. Um, the thing that I, that I want to point out in the article that I thought was funny, because I was asking, like, why would they be promoting shorts? The I, f I forget who he is, one of the heads of YouTube was like, well, the reason we are uh, doing this goes all the way back to the beginning of YouTube. The very first video was a video I put of me visiting the zoo and it was only 18 seconds long. So we have a long history of short form content and it's like, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with TikTok or Instagram reels. Sure. It's TikTok. <laughs> yeah. But so on one hand, we talk about this a lot. This is these big, uh, you know, filthy rich platforms, it's all, they're in this gigantic talent arms race and they're all coming up with different ways to pay their creators. And, and that's, that's really the end goal. They want the most talented, entertaining, uh, people, uh, read random 22 year old, <laughs> uh, on, on using their platform. Cause they know those are, that's, what's going to drive the eyeballs back because, why do they need eyeballs? They're in the business of advertising. They need eyeballs for their ads to be valuable. So, you know, it's, uh, I think it's cool. I mean, it's cool that it's outside the YouTube partner program. And, um, but at the same time, I think it's still a case of those $10,000 checks are going to be going to the people that already make a bunch of money, but we'll see. Yeah, Maybe totally. it's always like when a new thing rolls out, 
it's like, okay, maybe some new talent will arise. Like when TikTok became a thing, you had all these new talent. And when I say I, I use talent um, sort of loosely, but, <laughs> you know, you had new influencers um, sort of bubble up. But uh, yeah, so YouTube doling out more money. They have lots of money. So yeah, they do. Them. Yeah, makes sense. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of Keep Up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry if I was like in negative or whatever. I don't want people to think I'm down on, you know, social media that that changed the world and could be argued has a net negative impact on society. Um, but that that's where I'm, I'm at this morning. Nikki. Yeah, it's okay. We all fluctuate. We all have like a love-hate relationship with uh, – technology and you know changing times uh it's all right it's one of those weeks you know what i mean <laughs> yes okay we'll see people next week bye all right bye bye